Good evening, it is 5pm and you're listening to Today in YPK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective. Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. The City of Kingston is launching a new pilot program supporting community-led tree planting events to help grow canopy cover and improve tree equity. The Community Trees and Trust program will provide trees, training, and support to community-based groups who organize and host planting events within designated areas of the City of Kingston that have low tree equity. Trees must be planted on privately owned land and not on city-owned or managed land. Through the Community Trees and Trust program, we hope to encourage community groups to join us in tree stewardship across the city. Each tree we plant contributes significantly to our health and well-being, our environment, and our sense of community. Importantly, not everyone has the same access to trees and the benefits they provide, so improving tree equity is a major element of this program, says Karen Santucci, Director of Public Works and Solid Waste. Across the country, areas that have high poverty levels often have low tree canopy levels. The city has identified areas that have low level of tree canopy and a high level of residents below the poverty line. Targeting these areas will start to help equalize the tree canopy level for all residents. Those interested in participating must be a community-based not-for-profit group or organization, incorporated or unincorporated, that is based in Kingston and have a minimum of one year of experience as a community group. Applications for the Community Trees and Trust program are due on Friday, June 16th at 4pm. The city will then work with approved applicants on their planting plan. You can visit cityofkingston.ca slash communitytrees for more information or to apply. KFLNA Public Health unveils revamped bilingual website for enhanced user experience. KFLNA Public Health is launching its updated website that features a modern design that streamlines user navigation and enhances search engine functionality, allowing users to quickly access information. Their updated website has been designed based on extensive input from residents, partners, and public health staff, ensuring all users can easily find, access, and share information and resources. Dr. Ogleza, Medical Officer of Health at KFLNA and Public Health stated, We take great pride in introducing our newly updated website to our residents and community partners. The website will continue to be your trusted resource for public health information. The updated website includes new features that ensure a smooth transition for online users, including general public health information in both official languages, a new I want to feature that makes reporting issues, registering for programs, accessing records, and booking appointments more accessible, clear, easy-to-understand headings and content to access what you're looking for quickly, and a responsive design that offers the same website look on a mobile phone, tablet, and desktop computer. KFLNA Public Health will continue to meet resident and partner needs by updating the website continuously based on community feedback and new emerging public health data and initiatives. Visitors can view their new website and share their thoughts through the site feedback link on each page by visiting kflaph.ca. As announced earlier this year at their State of the City event, the Greater Kingston Chamber of Commerce is pleased to unveil their first quarter 2023 Kingston City Council report card. The document is the result of work by Chamber's member-led advocacy committee and Chamber staff. Karen Cross, CEO of the Greater Kingston Chamber of Commerce stated, we're pleased to provide this short summary of business-related motions for Kingston area business owners who want to know how Council is using their time and resources to make Kingston more competitive for businesses. While council motions don't tell the whole story and the overall environment contains many challenges, the first quarter of this year had some promising signs for business issues, and we hope to see continued progress during the balance of the current council term. The report card is a quarterly document that tracks how City Council voted on business issues, which came to the full City Council during its meetings on January, February, and March 2023. In quarter one of 2023, 12 business-related motions came to council. 
of those motions, eight motions resulted in positive business outcomes, green, while four were either negative, red, or contained potential business concerns, yellow. The overall rating for the quarter was green. Advocacy is a major priority for the Chamber, which is a member-driven business organization that has a mission to stimulate the growth and prosperity of the local business community. Through year-round advocacy work, the Chamber advances local business priorities in meetings, letters, events, and presentations. Prospective Chamber members are welcome to learn more about the Chamber or apply for membership at kingstonchamber.ca. Utilities Kingston is making improvements to community infrastructure, investing nearly $50 million in capital upgrades in 2023. The utility company is renewing aging water, wastewater, natural gas, and electricity equipment, and installing new infrastructure to improve local utility systems. In support of community growth and development goals, the community's capital works, asset management, and master plans consider the anticipated growth in local servicing needs. The utility company coordinates its work jointly with the City of Kingston to improve efficiency and reduce disruption in the community. For more information, you can follow Utilities Kingston on Twitter for updates, call customer service at 613-546-0000, or if Utilities Kingston is planning work in your neighborhood that could disrupt services to your property, staff will make every effort to mail a direct notice to your property in advance. You can also visit utilitieskingston.com for more project information. That's all for local headlines this week, and next up I'm passing it to our arts desk with Lauren Tucker. Thanks, Christina. Homegrown Live hit 13 venues across Kingston this past weekend, featuring over 100 performers from the local area in support of Joe's Mill. The Kingston Handloom Weavers and Spinners Guild has opened its anniversary exhibition, 75 Years of Weaving and Spinning, at the Tet Center Gallery. The event will feature displays of KHWS work from decades past, as well as daily events like discussions and demonstrations. Admission to the exhibition is free for all ages, and it runs from now until May 28th from 10am to 5pm. For more information, including the full calendar of exhibition events, visit khws.ca. And in her much-anticipated upcoming gig, Kingston legend Miss Emily takes the stage at the Isabel Bader Center on Friday, May 19th. Cindy Gibson sat down with Miss Emily on Thursday morning's indie wake-up call to chat about the Juno-nominated Live at the Isabel album, creative goals, the return to live music, and of course, the upcoming show. Here's what she had to say. So uh, this is it's a coming home uh, type event, and we never got to do a proper album release for that album that was Juno nominated, the Miss Emily Live at the Isabel. I mean, it was all recorded there. The audience is part of the Juno nominated yeah. album. All of my bandmates who are 99% Kingstonians. It's like, it's so crazy how it's such a Kingston project the whole thing I didn't even put like I was the producer of the album I didn't even put my name down as producer <laughs> because it's just it was such a group effort because you know it, it there's so many people's voices hand claps everything uh, talents on that record so I mean I think at the end of the day the big goal is to celebrate that album that never really got its day in the sun from a local perspective. The Junos recognized it, that was cool, but we haven't gotten to celebrate it here at home, so this is what I want to do. Catch the full interview with Cindy and Miss Emily in the first hour of this past Thursday's Indie Wake Up Call on our CFRC program archives.
And lastly, in broader arts news, award season continues with the release of the 2023 Tony Award nominations. Some Like It Hot, based on the 1959 film of the same name, leads the pack with 13 nominations including Best Musical. Ain't No Mo, Leopold Stat, and A Doll's House garnered six nominations among the recognized plays, and Joel, Gray, and John Kander are to be recognized with special Tony Awards for Lifetime Achievement in Theatre. The 76th Annual Tony Awards will air Sunday, June 11th at 8pm. Visit TonyAwards.com for the full list of nominees and further broadcast details. Now we'll take it over to Jesse Bell at the Sports Desk. Thank you, Lauren. This is Jesse Bell here with your CFRC Sports Desk, and we're going to start by looking at the second round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. There were three games on the schedule on Sunday night. In Seattle, the Kraken took a 2-1 series lead over the Dallas Stars with a 7-2 shellacking. Seattle's offensive outburst was powered in part by Kingston local Ty Cartier, who recorded an assist in the Kraken's victory. In New Jersey, the Devils recorded their first victory of the second round playoff series, defeating the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 8-4. And in Florida, the Toronto Maple Leafs were looking to record their first second-round series victory since 2004 and found themselves in an absolute dogfight with the Florida Panthers. This closely contested game would stretch into an overtime period where, unfortunately for fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs, it would be the Florida Panthers who scored the deciding goal. Florida wins the game 3-2 and now has a 3-0 series lead over the Maple Leafs. The do-or-die Game 4 is set to tip off on Wednesday night. We here at CFRC are very excited to announce an interview that will be airing on the station on Wednesday between myself and Tennis Canada spokesperson Valerie Tetro, who will be talking about Mental Timeout, a mental health initiative powered in part by Tennis Canada. Stay tuned for more details. The interview itself will be airing on Wednesday and will also be a part of the Today in YGK podcast. And to end things off, I just wanted to talk about a wrestling, that's right, professional wrestling show that happened on Saturday night here in the city of Kingston, Chinlock Retribution, a fantastic family-friendly event, the best one we've put on, and although I'd like to tell you I walked away with a victory, just wouldn't be the truth. Thank you so much for listening to the CFRC Sports Report. I'm going to throw it back to my main man, Chance, for the community update. Thank you and good afternoon, and welcome to CFRC's Community Update, your source for news and events happening around Kingston, Ontario. First up, the community harvest markets are set to return this year, and we couldn't be more excited. These markets have been running since 2013 and provide an option for affordable, locally grown produce in three different locations in the city. This year, they're even adding a third location on the West End after hearing that part of the city is a bit underserved. The market adopts a pay-what-you-can model on a sliding scale from $0 to $5, trying to ensure that anyone who wants access to locally grown produce isn't restricted by the cost. The markets will be held every Tuesday from 3 to 6 p.m. at Kingston Community Health Centers on Weller Ave, every Thursday at the Calvin Park Library Branch from 3 to 6 p.m., and both Tuesday and Thursday behind Center 70 on Days Road from 3 to 6 p.m. 
The first markets will be held on June 13th, and they will run on a weekly basis through October 12th. Please don't miss out on this opportunity to support local farmers and get your hands on some delicious, fresh produce. Next, mark your calendars for the 15th annual Sandy Pines Wildlife Center Baby Shower, happening Sunday, May 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This fundraiser and open house promises a family-friendly environment where guests can tour the state-of-the-art clinic and aquatic center, watch baby animal feeding demos, and explore informative displays about the animals Sandy Pines Wildlife Center cares for. Admission is free, and bringing a gift from the wish list found on sandypineswildlife.org would be much appreciated. The Baby Shower Fundraiser is one of their most important events. It's not only a great fundraiser, but it's also the only time they open their doors to the public and give them an insight into the work they do for wild animals. Featuring live musical performances from local musicians Rub and Elbows, a silent auction with a variety of great items to bid on, and an all-day barbecue and canteen, this event promises to be a great day out for the whole family. On June 10th, Victoria Park will come alive with the first annual Spiking Back Charity event. Organized by Patriot Inc. developers, this event aims to support the Kingston Street Mission, a nonprofit organization that provides shelter, refreshments, and essential supplies to the homeless. By participating in the Spiking Back Charity event, you can show your team athleticism, win Metro gift cards, and most importantly, make a difference in the lives of those served by the Kingston Street Mission. If you're unable to attend, you can still contribute by donating to their GoFundMe page. Let's come together as a community and support this noble cause. And make sure you save that date, June 10th at Victoria Park. Together, we can make a positive impact on our community. Attention Kingston residents, May is Building Safety Month. The City of Kingston is here to help ensure the safety and legality of your secondary suites. Join us for a free plan review session at the Invista Center on June 9th from 1 to 4 p.m. Get personalized advice and learn the steps to create a safe and legal secondary suite. Register in advance. More info on city social media Submit your building permit applications through Dash or email buildingpermits at cityofkingston.ca. Let's build safer communities together. And that's all for now. Over to Christina Laurie with the Campus News. This is Christina Laurie coming in with your Campus News. On behalf of the Queen School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Affairs, the City of Kingston is pleased to pass along an invitation to celebrate the success of the PhD Community Initiative. Participating students and organizations will gather in Memorial Hall at Kingston City Hall on May 9th from 4.30 to 7 p.m. to share the results of their project. Presentations and remarks will occur from 4.30 to 6 p.m., followed by a reception with refreshments from 6 to 7 p.m. Members of the community are invited to join to learn more about the PhD Community Initiative Program and the positive impact it's had on our community. You can register for the event at queensu.ca. The PhD Community Initiative brings together interdisciplinary teams of graduate students with organizations in the local community and beyond to address an issue of importance to the organization. This year, six teams worked with a diverse group of partners, including KFLNA Public Health, the Canadian Refugee Sponsorship Agreement Holders Association, Bangladeshi Canadian Community Services, and the City of Kingston. 
Students from across the faculties of Arts and Science, Engineering and Applied Science, Health Sciences, Education, and Law have come together to support strategic planning initiatives, develop a framework for sustainable development goals at the municipal level, examine programming impact on the wellness of seniors, conduct a childcare market needs assessment, and map networks of support for refugee sponsorship agreement holders. Once again, this event takes place tomorrow, May 9th from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at Memorial Hall at Kingston City Hall, 216 Ontario Street. As for upcoming deadlines for Queen's summer students, coming up on the 12th is the last day to drop summer term classes for the 12-week session from May to July without financial penalty. That's all for your campus news this week, and next up is Dino with the weather. Thanks so much. And now it's time for the CFRC weather update. Tonight, we'll see clear skies with a low of 6. On Tuesday, we'll have sunny skies with a high of 17. And at night, clear skies with a low plus 4. On Wednesday, we'll have sunny skies and a high of 19. And Wednesday evening, we'll see clear skies and a low of 6. And now it's time for the CFRC City of Kingston traffic report. Though the eastbound lanes of Bath Road between Armstrong and Queen Mary were open on Monday morning, they are now again closed and will remain closed for the afternoon commute. Detours and the Kingston Transit Shuttle will also resume after 8.30 a.m. on Monday. Bath Road has been closed to all traffic since about 11 o'clock on Friday following a train derailment on May 5th. Motorists should expect road closures at Dunkirk Avenue from Alfred to Fergus, Gore Street from Ontario to King, Lower Brewer Swing Bridge, Market Street from King to Ontario, Queen Street from King to Ontario, University Avenue from Union to Earl, and Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace Road. The School Streets Initiative is still in effect. The following streets are closed from 8.40 to 9.10 and 3.20 to 3.50 weekdays until the end of June. That is McDonnell Street from Earl to Hill and Sydenham Street Ordinance to Colburn. The Play Street Initiative on Thomas Street from County to Patrick is still in effect as well until the end of August. And Thomas Street is closed from 3.30 to 5.30 on Mondays. The Chown Memorial parking lot is still under construction with work to be completed in phases to allow the building to remain open to the public during the project, though 150 spaces will be out of commission. There is availability at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages in the two adjacent blocks to the east. Motorists can expect other delays at Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge, on Jackson Mills Road to Burbrook, McKnight Road, Patterson Road, Woodbine Road, Woodburn Road, Purdy's Mill, Flanagan Road, lane closures from May 8th to May 12th while the contractor is completing asphalt padding in preparation for surface treatment on these roads. Sand Hill Road from Boundary to 3058 Sand Hill and Taylor Kid Boulevard from Collins Bay to just west of the Collins Creek Bridge. And finally, the Rideau Trail from Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to replace sanitary main lines, installing shoring, and building a new gravel pathway. And now over to Lauren Tucker with this week's CFRC events calendar.
Thank you, Dinah. Here's what's going on this week in Kingston and the surrounding area. Tomorrow, May 9th at 6.30pm, the Telling Your Story Showcase, an evening of memoirs and family histories, will be presented at the Sydenham branch of the Kingston Public Library. The evening will feature readings from senior writers presenting their work after six weeks of workshops led by Canadian author Jean Ray Baxter. Admission is free on a first-come, first-served basis, and no registration is required. Also on the 9th, Ted Tuesdays will have its next session from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in the Rehearsal Hall. Artists of all mediums and skill levels ages 18 and up are provided the opportunity to drop in and work on current projects. This session will be the last of its 2022 to 2023 season prior to the opening of the Tet Tuesday exhibition running June 6th to 11th, wherein Tet Tuesday artists will have the chance to celebrate and showcase their work. Beginning May 10th, the Bader and Overton Canadian Piano Competition will be running at the Isabel. Top young Canadian pianists will be performing in order to place for a number of honours, and all performances are free and open to the public, beginning at 12.30pm on the 10th, 11th, and 13th. A tenant community meeting will be held at the Extend a Family venue, organized by the Social Planning Council of Kingston and District on May 10th from 6 to 8pm. The event will be a conversation for tenants and advocates in Kingston to share knowledge, resources, and collaborate on strategies to prevent displacement and eviction. This event includes a dinner, and attendance is free, but you must RSVP through the link on sbckingstonanddistrict.org. And looking forward to the weekend, Science Rendezvous Kingston will be popping up in the Leon Center from 10 to 3 on Saturday the 13th. This family event is put on by local STEM experts and Queen's University and will feature booths centered around this year's theme, Create, including chemistry magic shows, readings from Canadian authors, demonstrations by Kingston Fire and Rescue, and a sensory-friendly science zone. Admission is free, so be sure to check it out. The Kingston Botanical Market will take place on the second floor of the Tet Rehearsal Hall on May 13th, from 10 to 3. Stone City Tropicals will be presenting this all-ages event, selling rare tropical plants and other botanical goods. Admission is by donation at the door, and proceeds will go to Parker's Warriors. Visit tetcenter.org for more information on the cause and the event. Domino Theatre's production of Hilda's Yard by Canadian playwright Norm Foster is now in its final week, closing on May 13th. Tickets are $20 for adults, $16 for seniors and members, and $10 for children and students. They are available through the Kingston Grand Box Office at 613-530-2050, online at kingstongrand.ca, or at the door. Visit dominotheater.com for show details. Now, let's hear from Chance with your weekly invitation. This is your weekly invitation on CFRC 101.9 FM to check out Spring Reverb's amazing lineup for their festival coming up soon. I implore you to go to kppconcerts.com to find out who's playing in your area and at what times in order to enjoy the most out of the festival. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next.
The Queen's Drop and Swap is happening from Thursday, April 27th till Sunday, April 30th. Students are invited to donate a wide variety of household items, including furniture, small appliances, kitchenware, electronics, clothing, office supplies, linens, and non perishable food items. These items are then free for other students or community members to take, which helps divert waste from landfills and supports the local Kingston community. Items will also be given to Habitat for Humanity and the St. Vincent de Paul Society to help those in need. Drop off your items in the parking lot of Rideau Hall, located at 207 Stewart Street, from Thursday, April 27th to Sunday, April 30th. Looking for fresh local produce at affordable prices? Loving Spoonful's Community Harvest Markets are a pay-what-you-can mini farmers markets. We grow the produce using environmentally safe practices at local urban agriculture sites and all items on the table are priced on a sliding scale of $0 to $5. Everyone is welcome to use these markets. Our 2023 markets run from June 13th to October 12th with two market days per week. Tuesday's Community Harvest Market is located at 263 Weller Avenue outside Kingston Community Health Centres from 3 till 6pm. Thursday's Community Harvest Market is located at 88 Wright Crescent outside Calvin Park Branch of Kingston Frontenac Public Library from 3 to 6 p.m. For more information, please go to lovingspoonful.org. 